welcome back to Safe Talk with Safe Start. I'm your host today, Tim Page Broderf, and today we'll continue our consultant spotlight series. And it's a chance for us to introduce the diverse talent that we have on our consulting team, which I think is the best on the planet. Our producer once said to Larry, you're one hell of a collector of talent. And today's guest measures up to that statement. He also happens to be our newest member of the team. Stepping into the consultant spotlight today is Mr. Jim Vernon. Jim, welcome to the podcast again. Well, hey, thank you, Tim. And I must say that's uh, that's a heck of an introduction. Uh, but thanks for those kind words. And it certainly is great to be back here with you and our valued listeners. You know, I think that's an audience of past clients, current clients, and hopefully some future clients. And of course, let's not in- let's include those other safety podcast zealots. Yeah, they're out there. Um, Future clients, for sure, that would be great. But Jim, you join us from sunny Florida, where you and your wife now live. Um, And if you haven't heard Jim's first podcast with yours truly, it's worth uh, worth backing up and giving it a spin. Um, Did I just date myself with a record (laughs) reference? (laughs) Okay, Generation Z. Music used to come on this vinyl disc called Records. What am I doing? I, just yeah. Google it. <laughs> anyway, um, Jim's first appearance was on an episode called Client to Consultants, A Skeptic's Journey. Jim, fill the folks in on what you did in your previous life. For sure. And, and you, as you might remember, Tim, I traded in my snow boots for, for a beach towel. And that's a true statement. And that was an easy trade, actually, after about 50 plus years of my life involved dealing with that white stuff that Mother Nature gifts us with, if that's the right way to say it, for four to five months every year, along with those temperatures that have a minus sign in front of them for weeks on end. You know, I spent my, yeah, exactly. (laughs) You know, I spent my entire professional career, about 32 years in manufacturing and specifically in consumer products and more specifically, toilet paper. Yeah, Mm. I did it. Worked for the Procter & Gamble company where I, you know, I learned the ins and outs of Made in America. I had a lot of training over those years in safety, leading, managing people, pursuing stretch goals, and a better culture were, were the basic expectations and what made my work life so rewarding. You know, as I, as I look back, I, I had a lot of safety training, and I mean a heck of a lot. Mm-hmm. You think you knew everything you needed to know to make that workplace safer, but we still had employees real people, real names with families that were getting hurt, more than just a handful, with some very serious and tragic incidents. Mm -hmm. Trust me, I was riding what I call an emotional roller coaster and scratching my head often as our plant up in Green Bay would achieve a significant safety milestone, and then shortly thereafter, an employee would get hurt. And that that pattern, Tim, repeated itself time and time again over the years. And though we were slowly inching toward better results and getting those metrics to a better spot, we just simply couldn't achieve that breakthrough performance and then sustain it at least for a long period of time. And I'll tell you what, we had some great safety systems. We had well-intended employees and we all had a desire to make that workplace safer, but something was missing. And that brings me up to 2012. 2012 was when the Green Bay site started its Safe Start implementation journey, of course, in the winter. I was asked to attend a three-day train-the-trainer workshop that's designed to develop employees into certified Safe Start trainers 
to support the training and implementation of Safe Start. Now, as I remember correctly, I told my boss I wouldn't be attending as I was pretty busy on all the other stuff I was doing. He suggested, Jim, you better think about it. He says, bring me the right answer tomorrow. <laughs> so, to true. I came in that next day and told him my answer stood. And then he proceeded to clearly help me understand why this would be better and good for me. So I attended. Uh, you know, I marched into that training room on day one, parked myself center in the back row. And that way I could do some multitasking without that safe start consultant getting concerned. <laughs> well, you know what? Let, let's We're laughing here, and I think it's safe to tell our audience that that Safe Start consultant who traveled up to the Green Bay site to conduct the Train the Trainer workshop was none other than you, Tim, Yeah, you recall it. How can I so, forget? <laughs> yeah. So I do have to ultimately thank you for what has been a great journey. But I do vaguely recall you asking the attendees early on day one why they were here. And I think you intentionally called me out. Maybe you could see it in my forehead, but I replied something to the effect, I'm here because my boss said it would be a good idea. In fact, I also don't remember you replying and said, I hope it becomes more than that. And I'm pretty sure it will just give it a chance to quote you pretty, pretty succinctly there. And then Tim, you started to outline the whole state to air risk pattern and introducing the audience to that, often what happens to people that gets them hurt is that they're in one or more of those states that cause them to make one or more critical errors. And that oftentimes it's simply luck that makes the difference between a small bruise and something far worse. And that kicker is that Safe Start is all about equipping people with personal skills, offsetting the luck factor these skills called CERTs, critical error reduction techniques. And then as you started to peel that pattern back, and I know it was the morning of that first day, the light bulb in my head or above it started to glow. My interest turned, and I'm pretty sure that by the afternoon of the first day, I was clearly all in. All right, so that explains a lot. Now, it's funny that you bring somebody from Phoenix all the way up to Green Bay in January, <laughs> especially the day that I traveled was the day that the New York Giants came to Green Bay and beat the Packers that day. Ouch. But we don't talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you are you still a Packers fan? You know, you know, I am. And, uh, you know, we won't talk about week one this year. There, it was it was an off week, uh, but we've got week two going on and uh, we're hoping for better things. Yeah, it's okay, Jim. I was going to say, we're trying to keep this dateless, but it's okay, because I think it's our, it's, we're going to tell everybody that the recording date is another day that the Packers are playing today, So, um, and it happens not to be on a Sunday. Right. Anyways, all right, so yeah, you know, I'll tell you what, I do remember you on that first morning. You were actually sitting in the back room, back of the room. I, I felt like your arms were crossed. Yeah. Um, well, do me a favor. Tell the listeners what led you to Safe Start, and I really, I really love this part. Yeah, you know the arms were crossed, and of course we all know that body language suggests when the arms are crossed, that means uh, I'm kind of not interested in what you have to say. But uh, yeah, I spent the next several years then after that training supporting the implementation of Safe Start across the the Green Bay site. And we were a large site. You know, we had over I think 1,500 employees at the time. And what happened, Tim, is we started to see that sustained improvement performance in, in the results that Safe Start had suggested could be achieved. We really did. I saw the impact firsthand. It works. I saw how it works one employee at a time. 
times 1500. And that's how, that's how we started to make that difference into a, into a much better level of performance and being able to sustain it. You know, I retired back from the toilet paper business in late 2016. Uh, I ventured away from the Midwest to Florida, as you noted, and I started what we call down here, living the dream of retirement. And I'll tell you that life was pretty good. It's really good and full, but something was still missing. And what I think it was at the time is that desire to still make a difference in people, helping influence personal and organizational change. And it was my wife, Jackie, that really gave me the nudge when she suggested that I go back and do something with that safe start work that I had so loved several years before. In fact, true story, she came into my office in the house here in Florida and she pointed to the safe start binder that I had on the, on the shelf in the bookcase and she pointed it and said, I dare you. Mm. So I did do something. I reached out and as they say, the, the rest is history. You know what? <clears throat> That's a perfect segue to my next question. What do you think is unique about Safe Start or what is it that you love about this process? Well, you know, I, I mean, gosh, we could spend all day articulating the, the, how valuable it is, but I think it boils down, Tim, to what is unarguably the most efficient personal safety process that provides tools, practical tools to help everyone live safer lives, not just at the workplace, but at home and on the road. And that those four states that cause or contribute to four, the us making the four critical errors, of which then we can minimize or eliminate by applying the four critical error reduction techniques. That's it. And it works 24-7. Yeah, it sure does. And I don't know of any other program that actually reaches out across a person's life other than Safe Start. And when I say life, I mean it's 24-7. It's their life. So in terms of what it made to me as far as an impact, it was the 24-7 approach. So what's the most important part of your life that SafeStart has made as an impact? Wow. Wow. That's a uh, that's, that's pretty heavy question, Tim. But uh, hmm. I'm going to give you a two-pronged response. First, what would, would be have to be what the process has done to me as I've lived my life every day at work, at home, and on the road. And I will tell you, I am absolutely convinced that by me applying the certs, those critical error reduction techniques, that I have avoided thousands of undesired outcomes, whether it's personal injuries, close calls, all those things that happen in our daily lives. Second would be how I've been able to influence those in my inner circle, the family and friends, to help them also lead safer lives. My wife, Jackie, my daughter, Rachel, my son, Alex, the biggest role that I've had in my life is, is helping them stay safe and, and truly the most rewarding. That's good. I'm glad you said that, but it also gives them an opportunity to potentially help you as they see complacency differently than we would as individuals. So coming back to you and they can mention something and it's great that you shared that with them. All right. So that was a heavy question and I appreciate the response and it does make sense. I, I like the two pronged response that you gave us because you know what? Family is a big deal. And you know, 24 seven, you always hear safety professionals say, we want you to go home safely at the end of the day in one piece, but you never hear them say, we want you to come back to work the next morning. And I think what you said there is, is huge and it makes a lot of sense. And it really is, it, it provides a lot of drive and passion for our consultants. And I see it in you. All right. What's the most exciting thing 
that has ever happened to you while you've worked on site with a, a, a client? You know, I, you know, I always go into every situation when I go to a client, Tim, looking to, to really want to meet the people, to meet the folks that make things happen. And, and because of that, I'm always inclined to walk away with some very, very valuable enriching encounters with people. But I'm going to take you back. Uh, my mind recalls a, a younger fellow named Steve, and he was in my Train the Trainer course in the summer of 2019, so two, two years ago, a little over two years ago. And he was a, a field technician in the gas business. So he went out and did residential gas service when, when customers had gas leaks or new equipment installed. He was young. He was energetic to learn. He was a little bit raw. And he had admittedly built his personal risk pyramid with numbers that greatly exceeded most of us through what he called living life to the fullest. <laughs> now, he had a great three days. He truly did. He became certified at the end of day three. This was a Friday. And he was ready to go out and start making a difference with his colleagues. He told me then that the one person he wanted to share the safe start process with right away was his brother. And Steve had hinted that his brother was a lot like him, but was still living life on the edge, to quote him, with regards to his own safety. He said he'd be seeing the brother in the coming weekend as this brother was getting married and Steve was going to be with him throughout the weekend, the bachelor party, the wedding, and the reception. Now, I had stayed over working with this client over the weekend as I was going to do some leadership work the following Monday. So on Sunday, my phone rang with an unidentified number. I answered it, and it was Steve. He asked if I had time to talk, and I said, yes, yeah, certainly. He proceeded to share with me how he had intended to talk with his brother about Safe Start, specifically the certs, sometime that weekend. On Saturday, the bachelor party was occurring, and it consisted, apparently, as he said, stopping at a number of local watering holes. And before that first stop, Steve said he was in a car behind his brother, who was the groom-to-be, and observed him driving his car at a high rate of speed like he owned the road. As they neared an intersection, all Steve said that he saw his brother's car careen off the road, roll, he couldn't count the number of times, and end up on its roof. Now, I, I, Steve was completely emotional telling this story. And you could tell through a little bit, even of the tears that were coming through on the phone, I wanted to talk to him about his driving, and now I'm not going to get a chance. And he said he got out of his car, rushed towards his brother's car, approached the brother's vehicle, and only explained by what he called being very lucky, he noticed that his brother and the other occupants were alive, and they were struggling to get out of the upside-down car. They got all four out, including his brother, and they all really apparently had minor injuries. And that's when Steve realized that he had a second chance, especially when his brother's first comments coming out of that car were, now that's a heck of a way to get this party started. Wow. Yeah, it, it is, it's, it's out there. I, you know, I could hear the relief in Steve's voice when he realized they're alive. You know, and he did get a second chance. And there is no doubt, Tim, that he eventually talked with his brother about the Safe Start risk pattern, what practical skills the certs bring and what they're all about and how we can apply them 
on the road, of course, at work and at home. Then lastly, Steve said this, and it really blew me away. Somehow he knew that I was addressing the senior leadership team on Monday with his company. He knew none of these people. They didn't know him. He said, Jim, do you mind if I could attend to share what had happened? My answer, of course, was, geez, absolutely. I don't even have to think that one over. No need to get approval or check with others. So here we are that Monday morning. I hadn't told this group of senior leaders who were arriving about Steve or his story. In fact, none of the leaders likely even knew who he was other than that he was wearing his blue company logoed shirt with his name on it. You know, so I started that session. And before getting too far into my opening comments, I asked the group if it would be all right if one of their fellow workers could share a safe start story. They were somewhat indifferent, but took notice when Steve then walked in, in his company uniform, small tool belt around his waist, no notes, nothing else. I simply turned the classroom over to Steve. He was raw, he was unfiltered, and he spoke from the heart. You know, he spoke about that accident. He cried, he laughed. He said he was well-intended and proud when he had left that training session on Friday when he was certified. And he told the group that he was anxious to start sharing Safe Start with others, specifically his brother. But he hadn't gotten to it yet. And he almost didn't get a chance to do that with him. But like I said, he got a second chance. And he was going to be talking with his brother the following week. Now, as I remember, Steve spoke for about seven minutes. And he didn't take any questions. He challenged that leadership team to take Safe Start serious. He said, don't put yourself in a position where luck provides that second chance. He left the room. He proceeded to his job out in the field service, servicing those gas lines with residential properties. Needless to say, I can tell you that leadership session went extremely well. You know, Tim, you can't script these things. But uh, Steve's impact went far beyond himself and his brother. I'm guessing that that permeated that organization at depths and breadths far beyond what anyone could imagine. That, that to me is one of the, one of the huge impacts that we have made as, as consultants. And it certainly seems that you've made a huge impact on Steve and, and his family. And I appreciate you for that, Jim. That was an incredible story. And thank you for sharing. And I think that, uh, you might've had a really good leadership session on Monday <laughs> for sure. And, uh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Getting that news on Sunday, I actually was thinking that it would have led to something tragic, but, um, we always, always end up asking, how could it have been worse? And in Steve's case, I'm sure when he brought that up, it could have lost his brother right in front of him right in front on of a, him. on a day before he's getting married. So shoot, Jim, thank you so much for sitting down with me and having this conversation. I just, uh, I just want to get you out there and um, spotlight what you've done and the impact that you've made. And you've done just that. You've made a huge impact. So I, I to me, Jim, thank you. Thank you for being yeah. here. Well, thank you, Tim. It's It's been fun. It's been, uh, I just uh, enjoy sharing with, with our audience and uh, I appreciate the invitation. Oh, you bet. If you'd like to reach out to Jim directly, his email is jim.v, jim, J-I-M dot V as in Victor at safestart.com. And for Safe Talk with Safe Start, I want to thank you for listening. I am Tim Page Butter. 
Thanks for listening. We'll check you out and we'll see you down the road.